Hey everyone, and welcome to this episode of Coffee with Jesus. Today I want to speak about a phenomenal man whose life, when we look at it from an overall perspective, it just blows my mind, and I'm left asking, how did he do it? And that's the title for today's podcast, How Did He Do It? If you're new to our podcast, welcome. Thank you so much for joining us. To all those who tune in week in and week out, again, welcome. As far as possible, we release this podcast every Tuesday. And the point of this is just to spend some time together, 10, 15 minutes, whether it's while you're driving or exercising or just over a cup of coffee. And we want to spend these 10, 15 minutes just talking about something, about anything that may help us become more like Jesus. So, if you haven't yet, please subscribe to this podcast on whichever platform you're on, and let's dive into today's session. Often when you read scripture, you kind of um, only ever read the, the moments in an individual's life. We read significant moments. Um, I think of David taking down Goliath. I think of uh, Stephen standing and testifying in front of an entire crowd of people and then getting stoned. You think of Jonah preaching to Nineveh. Every, every single person's life seems to be defined by moments. But today, I want to have a look at an overall at a man whose life really inspires me and us. And I think it leaves us asking the question, how did he do it? How did he navigate it all? How did he endure through every single thing he went through? Often when we think of the book of Exodus, we think of the Torah, the first five books in the Bible. Our focus lands as it should on Moses and Moses' leadership and Moses' journey. But what I want to ask about today is how did Joshua navigate everything? I want us to have a look at his life overall, look at the journey he went through, and I want to ask us the question, how did Joshua do it? We see in Scripture that Joshua was 80 years old when he took over leadership from Moses. We know that the Israelites were 40 years in the desert, and so that means that when Israel left Egypt, Joshua would have been 40 years old as well. Well, you know, Moses was 80, Joshua was 40, so there would have been this like 40-year age gap between the two of them. But think about what this means for a second. Joshua lived the first 40 years of his life as a slave in Egypt. Think of how much your worldview, your identity, is already shaped by the time you turn 40. Everything you think, the, the patterns of thinking, everything, the, the, this is shaped and formed long before you turn 40. But by the time you turn 40, many people would say you're pretty set in your ways. And the slavery of Israel was not a history lesson. When they spoke about slavery for Joshua in Egypt, this was this first four decades of his life. He was formed and shaped very seriously by slavery, by being a slave in Egypt. And so his first four decades were in Egypt as a slave. Then we see him journey the next four decades, the next 40 years, and he is the two I see, the second in command for Moses. Joseph went, uh, uh, Joseph, Joshua went from slave in Egypt to servant in the wilderness. Joshua, along with Caleb, was not only the servant, but they were spies, and when they went into the promised land, they saw potential instead of problems. Both of them, Caleb and Joshua, urged the people. They said, hey, we can do this. We can take the promised land. They had faith and belief that with God on their side, they could take any people that stood in front of them. Then, as we know, the people choose the testimony of the other 10 spies. They choose rebellion. And for the next few decades, they wander around in the wilderness. And again, we find Joshua doing his best, pressing into relationship with Moses and God. And he actually leads the battle in a valley where Moses is on the mountaintop with Aaron and her. 
If you don't remember the story, there is a battle that happens. It's one of the first battles Israel encounters after leaving Egypt. And there is a valley where the swords are clashing. But up on the mountaintop, Moses is praying. And as long as he prays, the victory goes the way of Israel in the valley. And whenever his hands drop and he stops praying, it goes towards the enemy. And so this is an incredible scripture and we can take so much of it. But at the end of the battle, God tells Moses, hey, record this. And be sure to tell Joshua. God isolates and, and identifies Joshua. And he says, tell Joshua what actually happened today. So Joshua spends 40 years as a slave. And then he spends 40 years as a servant because of the people's rebellion. He knows it's not be because of anything else. The people rebelled. And so he spends the next four decades walking around in the wilderness. And then by the time he reaches the ripe old age of 80, God tells him to be courageous, to be strong. Moses, his servant, dies short of the promised land. And God says to Joshua, I know this has never been your plan, but you are going to lead the people into the promised land. Josh, Joshua, who started out as a slave, transitioned into servant. Now he is the commander-in-chief of the armies of Israel. Again, remember, we're not talking about just any army. These, there, there were hundreds of thousands of soldiers, and he is now leading a people who for 40 years he had probably had a grudge against because they chose rebellion. For a moment, just, just put yourself in Joshua's shoes. Here is a man who has known oppression and the man who has known what it means to serve an incredible leader. And at the beginning of the book of Joshua, he stands on the border leading a people to inherit their promise. However, he knows this is a rebellious people, a people who have, when given a chance, seem to turn in the opposite direction to where God is calling them. And, and in that moment, on the border of this, on the border of his next four decades, on the border of his next chapter, God tells him, be strong and courageous. Do not let the word of the Lord depart from you. And wherever you go, I will go. And through the next 40 years, Joshua leads the people into conquering the promised land. And he gives each tribe its own portion. And so there's not only a conquering, there's a political situation happening. The problem is that none of the tribes are particularly good at driving out the original inhabitants of their land. And so at the end of his leadership, right after the, those 40 years, Joshua calls the people. And we read towards the end of Joshua how none of these people had successfully driven out the people, uh, the original inhabitants. And so at the age of 120, Joshua calls the people and challenges them to choose who they will serve. And he says this, and many of us know this line. Many of us have quoted it. Maybe you've got it on a, on a plaque in your home or on a mug or whatever it is. He says this, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. At 120 years old, he declares this. And so here is my question. After looking at his life from this perspective, how did Joshua spent 40 years in slavery, 40 years serving Moses, and 40 years leading a rebellious people. After seeing everything that he saw, how can Joshua still positively and confidently say, I and my family choose God? This might be the most important question you get asked today. Who do you choose? And the reason I ask this is because you, like Joshua, may have gone through many different seasons. You may know what it's like to be in slavery. Perhaps you were abused or oppressed or treated like a slave where your only value was from what you produced. You may also know a season where you served really well and the people above you were men or women of integrity and great stature. And you know a season where it's a joy to serve people who are worth your commitment. 
But in that season, you may also know what it means to be part of a rebellious group, a group that seems to always choose the opposite of who God is. You might also know seasons where you're in leadership and you have to lead that rebellious people who never seem to finish their work. They always seem to complain and they always seem to rebel and go back on their own word. In the midst of all of this, how can we, like Joshua, at the end of it all, still say, I choose God? How do we not allow bitterness and anger and blame to come up? How, how do we not blame God for our slavery? How do we not blame God for putting us into a nation where they choose against him? How do we not blame God for asking us to lead a rebellious people? How do we, instead of blaming God, choose obedience to God? And I think it all boils down to this very simple but not easy principle. What Joshua saw in Moses is that intimacy triumphs everything else. It doesn't matter whether you're a slave, a servant, or a leader. What you need in every situation is intimacy with the Father. Intimacy with Father can lead you through the darkest times, the highest highs, and the lowest lows. It can make sense of seasons of oppression. It can highlight the lessons in your season of servanthood, and it can help you navigate seasons of leadership. Bottom line is, you cannot choose someone if you don't know them. For us to be able to say, I choose God, even after we've seen the worst that humanity has to offer, means that we have to know who our Father is. So do you know your Heavenly Father? Do you know the love that He has for you? Do you know the passion that He has placed inside of you? For many of us, we know of our Father, but we don't know Father God. One of the great prophetic voices, uh, Pastor Dave McCracken, he has this beautiful ability of of connecting with Father so intimately. And he talks about his walks with Father, his conversations with Father. And when I heard him and when I listened to him speak, it inspired me and said, hey, Mark, where, where is that level of intimacy in your life? Do you have that level of intimacy? Because what I know and what you know, what we all know is that you cannot choose to be intimate with someone you don't know. You cannot be intimate, as intimate as you need to be when God is a stranger. Today, I know that everyone listening to this we're all in different seasons of our lives. Some of us may be able to resonate with the seasons in Joshua's life. Some of us know what it's like to be oppressed, to be in slavery, to be valued only for what you can produce. Some of us know what it is to serve a leader who is good. And some of us know what it's like to be part of a people who are rebellious and chose the wrong option and we're suffering because of their decision. Some of us know what it's like to be in leadership and to lead people who are frustrating and who don't finish their work and go back on their own word. But I'm also under no misconception that these are the only three seasons we can go through. Life is full of unique challenges and seasons. And so your season might not look or sound like any of the three we've spoken about. But what I can guarantee you is that the thing that can get you through that season to the other side where you're not blaming God, you're not hurt, you're not offended by God is to choose intimacy with God. The challenge we're going through right now can only be navigated with intimacy with the Father. And so today, my prayer for each and every single one of us, yes, you might be going through decades-long issues. You might be going through a season that's taken far too long by your perspective. But you're only going to get out of it with your soul intact if you choose intimacy in the midst of it. Can I encourage you today? Choose intimacy in the midst of the season, in the midst of your challenge, because that is the only way you'll get to the end of your season and like Joshua, be able to de declare, as for me and my house, I choose God. 
I hope this has encouraged you. I hope and pray that today you would be encouraged to press into your relationship with Father like never before so that you can declare boldly no matter what season you're in, no matter what season you've come through, we choose God. God bless you. Have a phenomenal week and we will see you same time, same place next week. 